Hey, it's Pat Boyle, and today on the best of the DA show, is the Jets season over? A devastating injury to Aaron Rodgers, and his season is likely over. But the Jets win one of the craziest, craziest games of all time. We break all the madness down as week one comes to a close. Plus, your best audio of the day in sound check, including Mraz, our buddy Mraz, now Sean Marash on WFAN with a violent eruption of darkness with a heated Cowboys fan. Mario, they get into it. You don't want to miss that. Plus, Bogus is stunned to a news. It is a trash Tuesday. We got some good trashes that you want to hear. Plus, advanced analytics and the epic fail. It's a loaded show. It's the best of the DA show. It's now. We had so much action over the course of Thursday night, the defending Super Bowl champions going down to the Lions. That was a big talk topic. And then the Sunday happened, and we had contenders and maybe pretenders and some squads that had Super Bowl aspirations looking great, others looking like dog turds. And there was plenty to talk about. But really, what everybody was looking forward to most was Aaron Rodgers' debut with the New York Jets. So much fanfare in the offseason, the darkness retreat, then the hard knocks and us taking kind of a glimpse behind the scene. And I mean, you you just you hadn't felt like the Jets had those types of good vibes, I would argue, ever. Yeah, those Rex Ryan teams went to back-to-back AFC championship games, but Rex was he was bombastic and that team filled with veterans and you kind of knew it was just a very brief moment in time it was never a wow this squad's really one of the most talented teams in football and they are they're really feeling it and this is a chance for Jets fans to dream dreams they've never had I mean honestly unless you're over the age of 65 You don't really know what it's like to go into an NFL season and feel like we might have the best team in football. But unless you grew up with Joe Namath's Jets of the late 60s and maybe a year or two in the early 70s, the Jets have been okay at times. They were pretty good in the early 80s and New York Sack Exchange days and pretty good in the mid-80s with some really high-flying offenses and Pretty good in the 90s with a few wild card berths and playoff berths. And they did go to an AFC championship game with Bill Parcells. But you know, Vinny Testaverde was their quarterback and kind of a different era anyway. And now, you know, it's been a while since you really woke up as a Jets fan and had really true energy and optimism going into a season. So last night was so different. This year was so different. The Jets were at home, MetLife Stadium. The division leading Bills over the last couple of years in the building. And at the very least, even if the Jets lost last night, at least Jets fans would be treated to a game where they could finally watch a Hall of Fame quarterback do what he does and energize the rest of this team. And of course, the narrative had become you know, if Rodgers can turn back the clock. The Jets have all of the talent everywhere else that it was legitimate to think Super Bowl. It was legitimate to think about a deep playoff run. And if you're just waking up with us now and don't know what happened in Monday Night Football last night, 
I don't even really know how to prepare you for this. My guess is most of you were watching. If not, most of you who weren't watching found out on social media or texts from your friends. My guess is all of you, if not every single one of you, has some sense that it didn't go great last night for Aaron Rodgers. But I wake up today and I have to say, I'm kind of at a loss of how to describe what we witnessed last night because there are moments, there are incidents, then there's the game outcome, and that was a 16-16 game going into overtime, which would suggest pretty boring, bunch of field goals, nothing really happened. It was the most chaotic and yet most boring regulation of all time. I couldn't believe how much had happened in a 16-16 game and yet how little had happened in a 16-16 game. For those of you, the few of you that don't know what happened, Aaron Rodgers lasted four plays. That's right, four snaps before he injured his ankle. And while some hoped at the time it was just an ankle sprain, He could shake it off and maybe come back into the game. He was originally listed as questionable. Rodgers was quickly listed as out, never came back. And after the game, if not the worst realities confirmed, pretty close to it, Robert Sala came to the podium and said, it doesn't look good, it's an Achilles injury. Now, an Achilles injury is usually out for the year. We have to wait for confirmation on that, but... Could you imagine all of that, all of the hype, all of the talk, all of the conversation, all of the optimism, and Rodgers lasted four snaps before the season, his season's over, and now the Jets have to answer the question, what do you do now, and yet you won last night? Again, we'll spend the better part of the entire show trying to make sense of last night, but it was one of the most devastating nights in Jets history that also ends with a dog pile in the end zone and their head coach running to the dog pile and the entire stadium going bonkers. It was just as bizarre as bipolar as you could ever script that game. You just you couldn't believe it un- unless you saw it. And so we just begin here. The Jets may have won the game last night in incredibly dramatic fashion. A walk-off punt return touchdown in overtime? But is the season over? It is where we begin. You're cold open. Back to pass has time. Pressure coming. Here comes Leonard Floyd for the sack. He didn't let Rodgers get away that time as the new addition to the Bills' pass rush paying early dividends. And Rodgers gets up with a little bit of a limp, kind of favoring that left leg it looked like. And the Bills now on three dropbacks by Rodgers have hit him three times, and now Rodgers going to go to the ground. He's now laying on his back on the field. Now he sits up on his butt, and he is injured here. I'll uh, deal with the quarterback real quick. Um, 
uh, concerned with his Achilles. Uh, MRI is probably going to confirm what we think is already going to happen. So prayers tonight, but it's not good. From the three, second down goal. Wilson under center. Looks at a four-man front for the Bills. The snap, the drop back. The side on throwing the end zone. Bobbled, falling down. He caught it. Wilson caught it. Garrett Wilson caught it for a touchdown. Bobbling the ball. Reels it in. Falls on his back. I'm serious about the way I drill my, you know, finishing the catch. I'm serious about the way I go about practice and, and making all the catches in practice so that the translates to the game. And, and um, when your quarterback trusts in you and puts the ball in there, you got to make the play. Here's the snap by Ferguson. Hold down. Kick is long enough. It's off the upright and through. It's good. We're tied at 16 with two seconds remaining. Tyler Bass puts everyone's heart in their throat, but it's good. And we're locked up at 16. Yeah, trying to force the ball. Um, <sighs> yeah, same shit. Same place, different day. Sam Martin to punt. Deep back the rookie Gibson. Under the ball, looking into the lights. Makes the catch against his chest, 35. Breaks the tackle, 40. Comes to the near side of the block with the 50. Down the near side, the 40. Room to run, 35-30. Got a block at the 25-20. He goes inside the 15. Breaks the tackle, 5. Touchdown! Touchdown! The Jets have won! The Jets have won! It was like a roller coaster. Start, it was exciting. Then, you know, we fell behind. A-Rod got hurt. And after that, start going up here from there. I don't believe it! The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes! It's your cold open. Bill's radio on the call. Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. You heard Robert Solid, Jets head coach, Garrett Wilson, Josh Allen, and Xavier Gibson. That was as mind-numbing a game as I remember watching because how often do you ever have simultaneously that being the Jets' worst win and the Bills' worst loss at the same time? I mean, yeah, you come out of this saying, all right, the Jets had a spirited win and they found a way to get it done and defense and special teams and just enough offense and the crowd roared and they had this exciting way to walk off the bills but ultimately the Super Bowl is gone already that's it I mean if Zach Wilson's your guy it is over and so in the win within four snaps unless Rodgers can come back at the very end of this year your season was over despite a miraculous win and for the bills how about Josh Allen saying, same bleep, different day. It makes me sick. That's on me. Bad reads. I forced the football. Like, he didn't learn anything from the way last year ended. That he didn't learn anything from his previous mistakes. And that's got to be gut-wrenching if you're a Bills fan going, hey, you've, you've got to grow out of this. Like, week one, and you're still doing the stuff, and you know you're making mistakes? Like, you just can't help yourself. You can't control it. The Bills part is a whole other part of this. But for the Jets, hey, I give them credit for fighting. The defense stood up. The defense created a lot of turnovers. And the special teams created the win. But there's just no way they go anywhere with Zach Wilson. There's just no way. There's no way. Once again, 
Zach looked a lot like last season, where his reads were poor, his footwork was not great, he rushed the ball, not confident. I mean, there was nothing last night that I saw that just said, oh, that's a different Zach Wilson. Now, I know he was thrust into the action, and he wasn't prepared, probably, mentally to be in there for the entire game. I mean, all eyes were on Aaron Rodgers' expectations, so maybe he settles down a little bit, but that's it. You're just... You're not going to win the Super Bowl with Zach Wilson under center. And it's just insane to think about that ending in four snaps. Now, we'll wait to see what the official word is sometime today, I assume, of whether the season is already over for Aaron Rodgers. But it really might be time for the Jets to start thinking about guys like Matt Ryan, who are in the broadcast booth, but maybe you can draw him out or others. I mean, they've already got odds in sports books about who the next Jets starting quarterback is. Nick Foles leads the way at 3-1. to one. Colt McCoy is 4-1. to one. And Taysom Hill, the greatest football player since Jim Thorpe, is at 5-1. to one. I mean, these are your options, and you had Super Bowl aspirations. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. I don't know. I don't know what to say besides, could you imagine being born into that as a Jets fan? Like, you just are not allowed to have good things. You're just not allowed. All of that for four snaps. Four freaking snaps. I'll tell you this. I may not be a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, but if that injury was caused by artificial turf, shame on the NFL and shame on Woody Johnson and John Mara and shame on the entire league for letting this stuff keep going to save a few bucks. I know it's not easy to upkeep a grass field at MetLife Stadium for two football teams, concerts, etc. But they did have a grass field back in Giant Stadium for a number of years with two teams playing. I'm sick to my stomach that guys' seasons are ended because we've got to deal with old tire rubber pellets instead of good old-fashioned green grass. Roger season feared over, and the Jets might be 1-0, but it's got to be the biggest sinking feeling 1-0 of all time. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, welcome back on this Trash Tuesday, everybody. Hit us up with your trashes on Twitter, DA on CBS, or on the phones at 855-212-4CBS. You can always watch the show on YouTube, on Twitch, or at watchda.com. For Soundcheck, we begin with Peyton Manning, who is hosting week one of the Manning cast. This is audio courtesy of the NFL on ESPN. Uh, Peyton, what do you do if Rodgers is done for the night after four snaps? I got I got nothing for you if Rodgers doesn't play. All my studying was on Rodgers' play. I was watching Packers film. I watched Cal film. To get used to the jersey number, I have nothing. Not, were you not watching the preseason? You didn't watch all three preseason games and watch Zach Wilson play play the whole time? What are you, do, what are you funny, doing? What, it, it, you're it's, just a funny. Hey. Got to appreciate the honesty from Peyton Manning. If Rodgers goes down, I don't have anything. 
Now, of course, they were able to make it work, but I really wasn't watching the Manning cast. I was listening to Buck and Aikman, obviously, all night long for the regular broadcast. And it's how we all felt. Like, wait a second. I mean, how many people tuned in after the first series and never even saw Rodgers take a snap as a Jet? We're in the first series. Four snaps. He gets rolled down, slow to get up, and you're like, wow, weird, he's slow to get up. Okay, not great when you're nearing 40 years old. All right, but he's going to get up here just a little bit slow. You know, Rodgers might be milking this a little bit early in the game. Okay, then he's got to be helped off and he hobbles off. Oh, that's that's not good at all, but maybe it's an ankle sprain. Maybe he can shake it off. I mean, we saw Patrick Mahomes do this last year in the playoffs. And then when they cut back and they show him get getting taken off in the cart, like, oh, God, it's a cart situation? A cart situation? And then by the end of the night, it was likely an Achilles. Now, we don't know if it's an Achilles tear, but an Achilles injury to a 40-year-old quarterback is as devastating as it gets. So we'll wait for the official word, but at the moment, it appears Roger sees it might be over after four snaps. Let's hope not. I don't care if you're a Jets fan or not. Let's hope not. But that's just, how could it happen? How could it happen? And, D.A., I got to jump in and add on that Peyton didn't even know that Zach Wilson was the Jets' backup quarterback. He made No, a, really? He made a joke. He's like, who's their backup? Richard Todd, Ken O'Brien? And then somebody must have said in his ear, Zach Wilson. And he went, Is Zach Wilson still there? No. Swear to God. I mean, I thought that was a big storyline of Hard Knocks as well in the offseason, that Rodgers had taken Zach Wilson under his wing and that, you know, he was trying to set up Zach Wilson for success down the road and had compliments about Zach Wilson. That was kind of a big thing, wasn't it? I, I mean, I, it was to me. I said it more than once in the shows that when you were uh, when you were not here, that, that either it was... At some point this year, it's likely Zach Wilson's going to play a half or a game. Or if you rehabilitate him and Rodgers is great and wants to play next year, then maybe you can trade Zach Wilson in the offseason to somebody who needs a quarterback and recoup some draft assets. I thought fixing Zach Wilson was a major Jet storyline. Obviously, just never thought it was going to be needed in week in game one, half quarter one of yeah. week one. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. So on Sunday, okay, we saw a pretty brutal Patriots and Eagles game. I mean, neither side comes out of that looking all that good. The Patriots fell behind early. Their offense was stagnant in the first half of the of the game. The Eagles kind of couldn't close. You had the bad fumble by Jalen Hurts. Ultimately, the Patriots had to kind of scramble at the end to put together a, a comeback. But I, I would say, in terms of satisfaction, neither team should be satisfied. The Eagles played at a C level and escaped with a win. And the Patriots played at a B-minus level and lost the game. I mean, there was not a lot to me that either side could take away from and, and feel great. But... I'm not Tony Romo. Here's Tony Romo after the game, after he called it with Jim Nance from the NFL on CBS. I think the Patriots are for real this year. This team's going to be competitive all year. There'll be a game here and there, but for the most part, no one's walking over this team. Now, maybe the hardest schedule 
definitely for the division in ball. You could be a good team and not make the playoffs because of that. But we'll see. I think the Patriots are going to be just fine this year. Could you imagine watching that football game and then seeing the rest of the NFL unfold and saying, quote, I think the Patriots are for real this year? Could you imagine? Like, where would you put the Patriots in the hierarchy of AFC teams? Uh, 12? 10? I mean, they're certainly not a top eight AFC team. And in terms of the NFL, they're certainly not a top 10 team. Maybe a overall NFL power rankings, you'd put them at 16, 17, 18, maybe lower. I mean, they're 0-1, by the way. Romo saying, I think they're for real this year. I mean, it's incredible. Like, no matter what happens, you will just have some people in the media that just will refuse to ever accept that they're a mediocre team now. And that's just the way that it is. And like, Romo, I didn't think this was great optics, before the game, taking a photo with the Kraft family. All smiles. Like, you... You want to hear a compromised announcer, a guy that's friends like BFFs with the owners of a team, watches the Patriots, that team lose, and his first thoughts are, this team's for real this year. They're not even in the playoff conversation for most people. For real? They're going to be just fine? Well, what's just fine? What's just fine? 9-8? 8-9? 7-10? What's just fine? How how could you? But I mean, you know, it's Romo. It just can we just be honest, or can we just say like these are my best friends? I don't want to say anything bad about them. Finally, yesterday, Mraz joined us after the Giants get blown out forty to nothing on Sunday Night Football. You know, and he was forlorn. He was upset. He was. He was annoyed, but we had a good laugh. You know, Bob the Deli Man still thinks that they're going to go 16-1, and one, and Mraz had to clean up Bob's bar last that night. And, you know, we just, we had a good laugh. We're all in good spirits and jovial, etc. Well, that's a totally different Mraz than what you get on the local side. I know we were supposed to have an embargo on this radio station, but we have to play this. And I think the embargo's lifted anyone just about everything. We have to play this because there is the happy-go-lucky, yeah, I'm annoyed the Giants lost, but all right, fine. And then there's the WFAN Mraz. And the WFAN Mraz is a cyborg that spits fire, that erupts molten lava, and rages, rages against other fans and other fan bases. Here is a clip from yesterday's show where a Cowboys fan called in and Mraz wasn't going to have it. So talk to me about closing the gap, Mraz, okay? Because we we embarrassed you. Hey, Mario, how you old this. are you? Were you in uh, pacifiers and diapers the last time uh, your team won a Super I Bowl? I want to ask you this. Oh, yeah, bring that up because you know what the point is with that, Mraz? What? Guess what? what? You're going to be 80 years old and you're going to be like, yeah, I remember 2000. Yeah, you're going to be 80 years old you're gonna be and you're too. still not going to have seen another NFC Championship too. game because your team chokes listen, every Mraz, single year, Mario. Celebrate opening night. You choke every year. Let's talk about last night, Mirage. What okay, are we going to talk here, about? We've got our asses here, annihilated here, by you. It does not matter, Mario, long term, because so, Mike McCarthy's fat ass but, is going to choke into the playoff Mirage, game for you, Mario. Guess problem. what? I still yeah. got freaking Super Bowls. 
move to Dallas then. What's your table? What's your table? What's your table? What is your table? Get to five and talk to me, Morales. All right, then talk to me in November, Mario. Your sister's ass. Take a lap. You won't get there. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Celebrate. Celebrate the again, Mario. Celebrate. Did Mraz drop a your sister's ass? <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> and that's your sound check. Bogues, it's week one. It's one <laughs> game. That that show's been together full time now. Together, together, like all parties are on deck for one week. Officially one week after Labor Day. And Mraz is already getting roped into those types of battles with that type of fury. I don't feel good about this, Bogues. I do not feel good about the mental and emotional health of our fine, fleshy friend. Well, our sweet little Sean has walked into a world, DA, that I don't think he saw coming. A world in which people are listening and are directly affected well, by... Well, hang on. No, 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 no. I, let me I finish t- my I thought. Take, no, I take umbrage. People are no, listening here as well. Let me finish my thought. They're listening... And they are his target audience. Our folks, our great listeners, the majority of them are not Giant fans. They get to just enjoy Sean being a pig. They are not confronted, insulted by Sean. (laughs) Half of his audience, if not more, is fighting with him. That didn't exist here. It's not. I'm not making a a reference to like audience size. I'm talking about, I guess, the demographics of who is listening. Like his. His victims, so to speak, are listening. Our listeners heard him attack people that they didn't really know. They weren't necessarily (laughs) the people Sean was going after or at least in direct competition with. But that is almost the entirety of his audience now. So nobody will let him off the hook in any possible way. There's no slack there's less enjoyment, there is immediate engagement, and there are intense responses to what he's saying. He did not have that here. He has it every single moment of every single show over there. Yeah, that's a good point. And also just the tenor of New York sports radio is anger. That's just the tenor that's that's where you have to kind of exist, that somebody has to be fired, somebody has to be traded, somebody has to be benched, wars and feuds and things like this. And it's just not its not our bit over here on CBS Sports Radio, certainly not our bit here on the DA show. So there's a villain, Mraz. There's a, there's a fury, Mraz. I mean, yeah, when he would yell about the Giants or fight with a Cowboys fan in our show, it was fine, but I think we were all kind of giggling alongside of the audience was giggling. This is real war now. It's a it's a daily battle in the trenches. Yes. And fury and violence and darkness comes out. I don't think this is healthy. It's a week one, Bogues. Well, he normally is fueled by the hate, right? Like he's fueled by the pushback, but it was so it was less intense and it was more spread out. Now it's daily. And apparently the Mike McCarthy's fat ass sentence has gotten Dallas. Oh boy! There, you know what's in a bunch around oh their skinny asses, their fat asses, whatever asses. That he's now got a second city coming after him. And again, he's just he's in a different he's in a different realm now. I don't want to say this is the big leagues. That sounds dis- dismissive to us. But it's just a, it's a different, as you said, overall tenor. And boy, he got he better look out because they are coming for him.
And if this fight happens on our show, two of us, Bilotti, Boyle, whoever, are kind of giggling and laughing, and we all know it's just silly. But over there, it's like every day the group of kids pushes another kid out to get in the fight behind the school, and they all gather around and they start cheering the fight. It's just a bloodthirsty, cutthroat, who's going to fight today type of mentality. And it's not something I could endure. It's not something I ever really thought I would want to do in sports talk. But Mraz is now square in it. He's got to roll up his sleeves and fight with people every single day. And there's no done for the day. There's no, oh, it's 6.30, I can go home now. It is in the morning, it's at night, it's during the show, it's weekends, it's his friends and family getting shrapnel. I'm surprised that you and I are not catching any kind of stray (laughs) bullets here and there. Just like get your boy back in line, pull him back to the network. I mean, they are just, he gets roasted all the time and he doesn't know how to avoid it. Well, Bogues, you know who is catching shrapnel Nancy. Now Nancy has she has checked in on the Twitch chat of our show. Okay. And has said that haters are posting their home address on Twitter. Oh come on, people. You know I I just That's that's not acceptable. It's totally not acceptable. And you know, look, we we had fun with Mraz for nearly eleven years. But at the end of the day, man, we were all heart. We were all heart. We were all loyal. We were all had each other's backs and you know, the Nancy and Bob and all, they're, they're my family too. I mean, so when I hear stuff like that and Danielle, like, it just, it annoys me. It bothers me. It's it's just, I don't know. The whole thing over there is just, it's its own beast. It is what it is. It's successful in its own right. But it's just, that's so not okay. It's like, just leave it at sports talk. Leave it at having fun and it's sports and it's not serious. Once you start getting into personal stuff and, home addresses being posted and harassment and anger and stuff. It's like, what are we even doing? Why would you do this? Why would you engage in this if it forces anger upon people? It's just wild to me. All right, we are off and running on a Tuesday. Uh, Bogues, I don't know about you, but I watched last night in stunned disbelief. I was just like, this can't really be happening, right? And the way that the Bills lost and the way that the Jets won – and what happened with Rodgers and Garrett Wilson's catch is like a top five catch of the season. Just like, what the hell am I watching tonight? <laughs> Dixieland Dan is trashing Sundays, waking up early to get to yard work out of the way. And Saints kickoff is at noon here at 10 a.m. The wife says, let's go eat brunch and we have to go grocery shopping. I think everyone in Oxford, Mississippi was at El Charo's and Kroger. Thank God for YouTube TV. Hashtag trash that. That will contribute to the microplastics in the bottom of the ocean. By the way, speaking of Sunday brunch, I want to give Moose a big wave and a hat tip. Moose has been a longtime listener, and he took over, actually created the Instagram page, Football Food of the Week, up the gut. And he had made Mraz's football food recipes every week throughout the the football seasons and posted on Instagram about how they were and graded them out. And he's just amazing. Unfortunately, Moose was unable to do it last year for personal reasons. And then this year looks like he's going to do some spot duty. So he's looking for other D aliens to post what they made, et cetera. And 
I can tell you, I actually took a page out of one of our D-Aliens recipe books this weekend for my football food of the week. And I'll post the video on Instagram today about how I made it. But we, we heard from one of our listeners about something called swamp honey. And I was like, this sounds really good. Now, I, I kept calling it swamp butter mistakenly. And then when I was making it at home, I kept calling it that around the bourbon bell and, and AJ. So she's like, what are we doing? Swamp butter here? That doesn't sound so appetizing. But I'm like, no, no, it's going to be good. And anyway, I got this recipe from the listeners. You take honey, okay? Then you add Louisiana hot to it, hot sauce, some brown sugar and butter, a little garlic butter if you want. I just use straight butter. And you, you cook it all in a little pot, a little skillet or whatnot. And now you have something to drizzle all over your meats. And so I just thought, this sounds delicious. So I took some chicken wings and chicken, like the really big chicken drumsticks, really, and chicken thighs, and I threw them in a crock pot early before Sunday morning football, around 6 a.m., 7 a.m. I let them cook through Sunday morning football, which I was done at around noon. And then I took them off, and then I threw them on the grill so that they were soft on the inside, and then they had that char on the outside. I took them off the grill and then I put them in this, in this butter, in this swamp butter. And it made me feel like I was a real Emerald Lagasse around there. You know, I, was, I felt like I had a little bayou in me, like swamp butter, hot sauce, hot sauce, swamp butter, swamp butter, hot sauce. And then I put it in a big aluminum bowl and I tossed the wings in there, the chicken drumsticks, and the chicken thighs. I just tossed them in this swamp butter. Swamp butter, hot sauce, hot sauce, swamp butter. <laughs> and then I made some homemade coleslaw. Not everybody loves mayo in the coleslaw, so just a little dollop of mayo, but mostly just fresh cabbage, mayo, and then some apple cider vinegar. Mix that up. Boom. You got it to, to cut the hot butter, swamp butter, hot sauce, hot sauce, swamp butter. And then I added a little cornbread. I got some cornbread mix in a box. And made that, and that was ready to go within like 35 minutes. And so we had swamp butter chicken thighs. We had homemade coleslaw and some cornbread. That was pretty damn good. It was pretty damn good. And so I'm I'm going to tweak the recipe on the swamp butter, but I think it's a winner. Now, the thing is, mine was a little too honey forward. And so it kind of feels like you're just drenching your stuff in honey, which is tasty, but it's there's only so much you can eat if it's, dre- it's, if it's tossed in real honey. So I need to be more butter and a little less of the honey, more of the hot sauce, I think, because it gave it kind of a buffalo kick, but pretty freaking good. So football food of the weeks, so we're off and running. And Moose on the Instagram up the gut. Thanks, buddy, for sticking with it. And can't wait to see what you post from the other listeners out there. And Kristen in Buffalo, you know, she's got her thing, Beef on Weck Pizzas. We've got A.I. Mraz cooking stuff up as well. A.I. Mraz gave us pulled pork over peach pie, which I purposefully scripted as being the most disgusting thing ever. And yet both Mraz and Bogus thought it was delicious and they wanted to eat it right away. Asinine. And I was like, wait a second. That experiment is that's the opposite of what I thought was going to happen. But yeah, Mraz said he would eat it right now. And Bogus, you you were not being sarcastic there. You felt like 
Carolina pulled pork over peach, hot peach pie was actually appetizing. I still don't understand um, any other take on this. Now, I mean, I guess that there's room for being, uh, okay, fine, like indifferent to it. But I'm not sure how you don't think those two things together well, my, aren't my, delicious. My intention was meat and fruit don't go together. So I just figured that it's automatically disgusting. Like you don't put an, a hot dog on an apple. But I don't know. The way that you described it, you're like, no, nah, they're both sweet. And they both kind of can work together. Well, and I mean, let's hold on a second on the meat and fruit don't go together. Uh, one of the best things about Thanksgiving is the leftover turkey and cranberry sauce and stuff sandwich. You got So that's a fruit and meat combination. Okay. Um, I do like a sandwich that's got like turkey and Swiss and maybe sliced apple and a little like Dijon or something on there to... That's wow. a good sandwich. Well, right. There are some combinations here, and I would th- and plenty of barbecue sauces have fruit ingredients. That's true. No, no, folks, because you know what you just described. You just described two light, you know, white meats, turkey and chicken, that can go with fruit. You don't put pulled pork with fruit. Um, you don't do it. I disagree completely. Oh, why don't you and- make it? I'm, why, don't, why don't you make it then? I, I will absolutely combine it. I'll buy some pulled pork. I'll buy a peach pie. It'll take me three seconds. I'm not going to make it from scratch, but I'll put them two of them together in a second. Why don't you do it with some swamp butter, hot sauce, hot sauce, <laughs> swamp butter? I, I only, you got that stuck in my head now. Only if DA comes to my house and makes it and just says that the entire time as he's standing at the, at the stove. I've got to be wearing some like LSU gear. No, really like Louisiana <laughs> Lafayette, some Raging Cajuns gear. Yeah, you got to have, have a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Boz, you're going to need some more swamp butter and hot sauce, hot sauce, swamp butter. <laughs> That's Luke Bryan's next top single. <laughs> Dad, Boats. what's wrong with Uncle D.A.? Don't ask kids, but he's making swamp butter, so just get ready to enjoy it. He's been watching a lot of SEC Network. Swamp butter, hot sauce, hot sauce, swamp butter. All right, Bogues has headlined this morning. And guys, let's remember the real victims of Aaron Rodgers' apparent season-ending Achilles injury. That's the Schwartz family. Last, oh, yeah, right. last night's spread, I'm sure, ruined in less than five minutes. Repurposed Rodgers jerseys, not needed for now. <laughs> Papa Pete has already weighed in on Twitter, quote, I've never been so miserable after a Jets win. Hashtag take flight. He also demanded that Woody Johnson and GM Joe Douglas, his close personal ranch friend, go out and get a veteran QB because the rest of the roster deserves better than Zach Wilson. However, however, hold on, wait a minute. It was Wilson that helped the Jets win last night after losing Rodgers on the fourth snap of the game. That doesn't matter, folks. The kid sucks. He was trying to avoid a Leonard Floyd sack. Dwayne Brown, the left tackle, didn't get enough of Floyd with his chip block. I'll talk to him at halftime. You know, yeah, I'll reach out to him for sure. What'd you say at halftime? Just told him I love him. Brown kind of missed the block. Rodgers apparently held on to the ball longer than planned, too. He'll get an MRI today to confirm suspicions of the season-ending torn Achilles. But again, Wilson played basically the whole game. It wasn't always pretty, but it was a win thanks to this. Low snap. And getting away a line drive kick is Sam Martin. Gibson runs under it at the Jet 35. Starts to his left. Gets to the 40. Turns the corner at the 45-50. Blockers in front at the 40. At the Bills 30. Stutter steps to the 10, to the 5, touchdown, 
is the worst I mean, win that, ever. That that clip made MetLife Stadium on a wet Monday night in September sound like the loudest arena. It sounded like the Colosseum in ancient <laughs> Roman times. I mean, that sounded like the 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 beams were going to break off of MetLife and fall to the ground. That was such an amped up crowd. It was not that, that was like loud. when the it was like when the lions ripped the guy in half, rip his body into pieces. By the way, Bogish, I, yeah. I just told asked Kevin Wall to turn your computer volume down a little bit because I think I, you just blew out my eardrums. I that's Bob with shoes in, man. You can't turn Bob no, with shoes in. Yeah, no, it sounded it sounded loud because I think that the computer volume is at a hundred. Uh, I couldn't help you with that. I'm yeah, we'll sorry just, to bother you, though, Boyle. We'll just have Wall pull down that a little bit, but that's hysterical. Like that made it sound like it was a kick return for the AFC championship game to go to the Super Bowl. It was like most people just kind of hanging around to be like, oh, when is this game going to be over? <laughs> uh, it's a 22-16 overtime stunner for Gang Green. Four Josh Allen turnovers contribute to the Bills' disappointment. Chris Jones' holdout in Kansas City is over. The D-lineman of the Chiefs agreeing to a new contract for this season. Incentives can reportedly make Jones more than the 19.5 mil he was scheduled to make. Michigan State football coach Mel Tucker issued a statement yesterday to again deny that he sexually harassed Brenda Tracy, a sexual assault awareness advocate whom Tucker brought in multiple times to speak to his team. However, some of Tucker's statement did contradict what he told investigators hired by the school in recent weeks. Michigan's governor among those criticizing the school yesterday for only putting Tucker on unpaid leave Sunday when all of this became public. The Milwaukee Brewers with a 12-0 round of the Marlins last night. That was a complete game shutout for Brandon Woodruff. The Brew Crew stays three games up on the on the Cubs in the Central. Chicago a 5-4 win at Coors Field. The A's, for now, avoiding loss number 100 Four nothing in Houston. The Astros AL West lead on the Rangers drops to two with Texas winning in Toronto ten four. The Rangers now have the last AL wild card spot this morning because the Mariners lost to the Angels eight five in eleven. And the NBA is reportedly close to toughening their player rest policy. Anybody that made the All Star game or an All NBA team over the last three years will be deemed a star player. Only one star player will be able to sit out per game. Star players should not miss national team. TV and in-season tournament oh. games, and there should be balance between home and road games missed with home games, the preference from oh. the league's perspective. Oh, and nice. now, we're getting sunned? Woohoo! It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. And we are stunned today courtesy of one Tim Doyle. And uh, DA, maybe in here there is a, a metaphor for the battle that Sean is currently fighting Maybe he's the possum. Maybe he is the orangutan in this story. We're in a zoo in Australia, and this possum climbs into the orangutan closure, much like Sean has climbed into the local sports radio world. And this particular primate grabs the possum and flings it out of its home. And all of this happened in front of zoo goers 
and on camera. Oh. So you can watch video of this frisbeeing possum being like hauled out of the, hurled oh. out of this enclosure by the orangutan and hear people freaking out while they're watching it live. I, I guess this is entertaining. I guess maybe no. some sympathy for the possum, the victim here, but I might have chuckled when I saw it heel towing over the head, head over heels, frisbeeing through the air. Well, the thing is, this is a it's a raised enclosure. So yes, they're you, the very top of it is where this went down. Yeah, so it's I've never seen anything like this. Whenever I've gone to the zoo and checked out the primates or the monkey house or whatever like that. They're always on the ground. They're at eye level. But this one has a big structure on a big pole or whatever and a some type of, of landing pad up on the top of it. So the orangutan climbs all the way up this thing and is in, I mean, this has got to be 20 or 30 feet in the air, right? Easily, then, yeah. Easily. And then you just see a possum get flung from this and soar through the air, ass over tea kettle, and then get, you know, you don't see it land. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a toss. And I'll tell you this. Primates are really strong. I think people don't realize how strong gorillas are, chimpanzees, orangutans. You This this arm, honestly, the jet should reach out to the orangutan for... You know, oh, <laughs> smart. <laughs> this guy's got an arm. Look at how far that possum. That, that was. He's got a cannon. Hold the phone. <laughs> like, and, and I don't understand anybody even remotely getting upset about this. Possums are the most disgusting creatures on earth. One, <laughs> two. This is nature playing out. Nature versus nurture. Da. Nature always wins. And that was just a. That was a majestic work of beauty. Watching that orangutan launch that thing. I think this is more like Darwinism than nature versus nurture, but your point, your point's valid. That was like an Olympics-level discus throw. It reminds it me, DA, what did we have one time on like a doorbell camera of like dad like wrestling a wolf and then flinging it, and we went back and forth on how impressive the throw was? There's no debate about this throw. It was not, it was not a wolf, because he says oh, it, it was in a, a raccoon. So, it was a southern accent. It, it was, was a bobcat. Bobcat, that's <laughs> right. Bobcat. Bo- Swamp butter bobcats. Hot sauce bobcats. <laughs> That's right. It's a bobcat. Morgan Wallen's off- number one song. <laughs> he has to grab it off of his wife's leg, right? It's a bobcat. And he grabs it and flings it. It's a possum. Swamp. Honestly, honestly, Zach Wilson did not have a throw as good as the orangutan did. <laughs> <laughs> Swamp butter bobcat, hot sauce bobcat. Swamp butter. Now we're doing sling blade. <laughs> we just need a fourth. We've got the three. We need a fourth. Uh, mash taters. I there guess. you go. Mash taters. Swamp or something about something about booze. Something about booze or something like that. And then moonshine. There you go. Bourbon moon, barrel. Moonshine, swamp, butter, bobcat, hot sauce. It's the that's worst shopping list ever. That's a hit single. That's literally a hit single. <laughs> Boozy broad, bourbon barrel. That's bomb, Dixieland butter, Dan's Amazon sauce. wish list. <laughs> <laughs> my, 
<laughs> By the way, after hearing that on through the speaker, his Alexa just ordered everything <laughs> on that and it's being sent prime tomorrow. It'll show up at Dixieland Dance doorstep. <laughs> oh, what, what's this, Dan? Swamp butter? Okay, bourbon barrel? Did you order a bobcat? You got hot sauce? <laughs> Moonshine? <laughs> Moonshine? <laughs> It's the Dixieland gift basket. <laughs> it's just so insulting. <laughs> no, the best thing about Dixieland Dan is he's rolling over this. He's like, you guys would have no idea. I got it yesterday. <laughs> all right, so you, all, all you Yankees hot up there up north, get yourself a kiddie pool and pour as much pond water in there as humanly possible. Now, you think you might get some type of fungi or disease? You just pour a little whiskey in there. It'll kill everything. And then you just bathe in it. <laughs> Dixieland Dan is, is in fact, loving this. Yes, he he's the best. I love Dan. So, what's eating you? People that get in the left lane and drive the speed limit. I gotta trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. You want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday, my favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday. All right, boys and girls. Happy Trash Tuesday. We have made it. And so, let us know who you are trashing by tweeting at me, DA on CBS, or on the phones. At 855-212-4CBS. Pat Boyle is in this week as your EP. And so Boyle leads us off. Who are you trashing? Yeah, Dia, I got got to trash one of my roommates again. I'm getting ready for Monday Night Football yesterday. It's like 745. I want to watch kickoff. Um, The countdown to kickoff. I'm getting my bets ready. I'm just getting ready to settle in and watch the Aaron Rodgers debut. That, you know, basically wasn't was. And this, this beta, I walk into the living room and catch... This poor excuse for a man sitting on the couch playing Candy Crush and watching Modern Family. Oh. I mean, this is supposed to be a house of alphas, and we've got a Candy Crush and Modern Family watching Mama's Boy sitting on the couch just ruining, ruining the feng shui, the alpha feng shui that I'm supposed to be masquerading through the apartment. So I said to him, I was like, what are you, a 60-year-old woman? Like, are you, in, did you, have you swapped bodies with your mom in the last couple of days here? Who does that? Who just, in their spare time, who sits on the couch and plays Candy Crush and watches Modern Family? He's like giggling at all the jokes rather than getting ready for football. What are you doing? You beta? You loser? Trash him. Get that guy a napkin. Does he like football? No, uh, no, frankly, no. He does not. He's uh, not a fan. And now I have, this is my best friend that I have grown up with, played high school soccer with, played competitive sports with throughout all of high school. And I just, I don't, you know, DA, some people, not all who wander are lost. He's lost. <laughs> Kevin Wall, who are you trashing? Oh boy, I know I gave you a nice preview of uh, my trip around around the country it feels like these days, but the icing on the cake, it wasn't missing not missing Bruce. It wasn't, you know, not going to Canada and going to three different cities. I'm trashing fat people on airplanes. Whoa! Because easy. I, no, no, I'm talking like 400 pound. Whoa! <laughs> because I got stuck. <laughs> I got stuck. 
in that on the way home uh-huh. where it was just so uncomfortable and I'm and I'm a nice guy. Yeah. So I felt bad saying something, so I bit the bullet, but it was very uncomfortable. I get it. We, there are people that struggle with their weight. I know I can lose a few pounds. But if you are that heavy on a plane, you may want to consider buying a second seat. And it was just an uncomfortable situation. How heavy do you think the person next to you was? He was well over 400. Oh. Yeah. So. And you're flying economy, I'm guessing. <laughs> yes, I am. Oh. <laughs> Window seat, I was crushed. But, oh, uh, so he was in the middle seat? He was in the middle seat. Oh. <laughs> oh. At least by the aisle or the you window. Gotta that's what, the that's aisle. what I'm trying to say. Consider just buying that second seat because you want to be comfortable at the end of the day on this flight. And then when I'm stuck in a different airport in my fourth city, it feels like, you know, I feel like I'm Bruce Springsteen just going on tour. So, buddy, hate to do this to you, but I'm trashing you. Is Oscar the Grouch living in there? Did, did he smell? He did. He's, <laughs> he was eating Cheez-Its and he stunk like nasty house tequila. As oh. well, so he well, was pre well, you know he was pre gaming this flight too. That's way way better than B- bo or swamp butter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew Bogus, who are you trashing? Uh, da, a week ago, I trashed my nine year old son. I'm going to stay in the family and trash my wife this morning, or at least uh, the dream version of my wife. Very vivid dream recently oh. of. Of the need to not be married to her anymore, and it was a hundred percent her fault. Whoa! And it was so real that I actually woke up sad and like heart. It was the strangest feeling. Oh. Like I needed reassurance that everything was okay. So I guess I'm trashing dreams, starring a fictional Katie Bogish. Wow. Okay. I want to dig into this. Trash it. Totally gross, dude. What happened in the dream where you felt like you needed a divorce? So it seems, again, you know, you pick up the dream in the middle of the story. It appears that I had once agreed in this fantasy land to some kind of open marriage, but only Katie was partaking in it. And so I was like, she came back from a date. I'm like, I don't know that this is going well anymore. She's like, I have an idea. Let's see more people. And I said, no, let's just stop. (laughs) Let's just stop messing around and call it quits. And that's when I woke up feeling like I was actually having to get divorced. It was a lot. Yeah. Bogues, there's a certain four letter word I can't say on the air right now, but that's that was you and your dream. What? I don't get that right. Me neither. Starts with a C. Anyway. I can't believe I, that's that's that those are the rough those are rough dreams to have to wake up to. I still want to know what word you're talking about. Yeah, you'll get it in the break. It rhymes you'll with duck. Yeah, you'll get it in the break. So, I mean you can say that word. No, 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 the no. Fancy no. word for no, your no. for your wife. Can? Why couldn't you? It's a word. It's not uh, it's C U, not C O. I know. I just feel like it sounds like a word we can't say. No, we need to be adults here. It's Wall, an old Wall, word. Wall dumped it. I know he did. I don't think you can say that. You a hundred percent can. Would Bilotti let it go? Yes, because Bilotti is a man of literature, and 
Oh, is that right? <laughs> yes. And if I, just... I dumped it, you really think Pete's going to let that one slide? <laughs> too close, guys. It was too close. There, wow. So did you address this with Katie that this was the dream? I night? did. I, obviously, I was awake first in shambles emotionally. So she wow. woke up, oh, how'd you, how'd you sleep? I'm like, well, how'd I sleep? That's a loaded question. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if there's some weird, like, deep down buried concerns of mine. Now, I, she's she's way out of my league. So that's always been a fear that she's going to re- realize that she could have done much, much better, and it's not too late to upgrade. Don't put yourself down. You're a handsome guy. Yeah, but she's, like, talented and has a re- has a real job with promotions <laughs> and titles and salary and yeah, perks. You're talented, too. You're Fordham's football's play-by-play yeah, guy. Yeah, that's more by default than an actual value <laughs> judgment. Thank you for pointing it out, though. Uh, Big Fordham win over a... FBS Buffalo on Saturday, okay. BTW. Okay. You've got but, talent, Bogues. But I don't want to uh, hear this. But, the yeah, the dream really shook me. I can't remember good or bad dream in a really long time. Yeah, those are tough. But this is really interesting. And what was Katie's reaction when you told her about this? Uh, she like snuggled me and said it was everything was going to be okay. She couldn't have cared less, really. I'm sh- like, it was, again, it was a dream. She's not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Everything was fine. I was just being a putz okay. in my sleep, apparently. I want just wanted to eyebrows go up when you suggested open marriage, and she's like, well, no. No, just, I've asked that question. Just know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe my scenario is not the one she wants to sign up for, though. You, you've asked the question. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's not down with Jennifer Anderson moving in. Mm. I certainly am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so if you walk home today and you find a pair of assless chaps from Amazon on your front step, <laughs> maybe she did take the dream a little more literally than you thought. Um, yeah, sure. I guess that would worry me if there were assless chaps. By the way, <laughs> kudos to just firing away assless chaps with no hesitation, but you were afraid of saying another word that's completely safe. But it sounds like a bad word. Well, it does definitely sound like it. Yeah. Well, when you see it all over the hub, I just I assume that it's bad. <laughs> and and not 98.5, the sports up in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't Bogues, you should maybe open up some possi- open up some doors here in your marriage. Should we or should I talk to somebody, like a professional, about some deep down buried fears I have? Well, aren't I doing a read for better help every single day? <laughs> yeah. Just, just Promo code DA? What do I do? <laughs> What's the deal? I think it's 15% off or something like that. I don't know, but maybe we'll get you in front of a professional after that one. <laughs> now, I am trashing these trolls, these vicious people that are coming after Mraz. I just feel like his mental status is not on good grounds right now, and it's week number one. And... Look, you want to battle back and forth with Mraz about football, fine. But it goes a little too far when you're reaching out to his family. You're DMing his wife. You're you're putting his address on social media. I mean, come on. This is harassment now. It's all fun and games. It's stupid sports talk. Mraz is best when Mraz is goofy. And you're not letting him be goofy and silly. You're making him into Darth Vader. I mean, I... I've never seen such vicious vitriol and anger come out of Mraz and not like a funny ha-ha, what are we going to eat after the show come after it? It's like he's, again, he's turned into some type of villain. It's just, these people need to relax and they need to be trashed. 
Trash. That's just human filth. Dan is the comeback kid. He's trashing Rochester for Kevin in honor of Kay Wallace, my hometown, but it's straight trash. Hashtag trash him. I'm getting queasy. Now, I will say that my friend Casey texted me, following a senior citizen whose last hit was in 1984, Kevin Wall, on an ill-fated U.S. tour, is like signing a senior citizen to a multi-year deal with an ill-fated franchise. Ouch. That's a Bruce-Aaron Rodgers combo right there. Double blast. Das Food Fix says... Morning, I'm trashing my work landlord. He started to redo the roof and stopped halfway through. Our entire store flooded over the last few days. Now we have to move things around. Worst is he told us to mop it up and doesn't want us to file it so he doesn't lose it. Hashtag trash him. We're eroding. Brutal. Dixieland Dan says, Pete the Body's spider senses just started tingling during that last conversation. And he started slapping a phantom <laughs> dump button. Well, I'm so happy I'm on Twitch so I can hear these dumps in real time. He's also feverishly clicking a pen right now. <laughs> he is actually he is. He, he is up to date now because Boyle texted the group. And Pete thought Boyle wanted to say the, the actual bad word. So we got that typed out by Pete in a chat. And then Kaplan said, no, no, no. Here's the word with a link to the dictionary. So we've not gotten an official ruling yet on Bilotti and the word that Boyle wanted to say. Okay. But Pete thought Boyle was asking if he could say the horrible word on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> and so Pete, his brain is now poured out of his ear. He's now slumped over in front right. of his cereal. And he already questions Boyle's judgment when it comes to what should and shouldn't be dumped. So this is not helping Boyle's cause. Mariana's in Richmond on this Trash Tuesday on the phones. Mariana, good morning. Hello? Hi, good morning, Mariana. Hi. First, can I get a beam up? Yes, Kevin Wall, do we have the beam up, zap, zap, zap ready? If not, we'll get to it. There it is. Nice job. Okay, perfect. All right. I want to trash everyone who has ever said they hate the Cowboys. Because unless you're a Cowboys fan, you have absolutely said that at some point. Where were all these people when the Giants got absolutely destroyed? Which, yes, it was embarrassing, but way too many people were mocking the Giants, and everyone was so quick to jump on that bandwagon and forget their hatred for the Cowboys. So trash every one of those people. Okay. Overflowing landfill. Yeah, you got another one? Yeah, to follow up, trash Dable for not taking Daniel Jones out of the game. I know Pat also tweeted something like this. It makes no sense to just let him be a human punching bag when they obviously were not going to win. I don't. He must want to lose the season. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Mariana. Well done. Well done, trash. <laughs> Analytics is just a term that's kind of thrown around a lot. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. All right. Who is to blame for Aaron Rodgers' Achilles injury? 43% of you said, the Jets are just cursed. 36% blame the artificial turf. 17% Rodgers himself. And 4% Leonard Floyd. Data tells us that season-ending injuries on the MetLife turf have happened in the last three years. 
which have included Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, Kyle Fuller, Sterling Shepard, and now Aaron Rodgers. Not good. Jets and Giants, clean it up. And that tuna can in the swamp. The Jets have many cursed moments. Bill Belichick becoming head coach for a day, drafting Ken O'Brien over Dan Marino, and Vinny Testaverde also injured on the opening weekend of the NFL season with Super Bowl aspirations. 99, I think that was. And finally, Kevin Wall slightly tore his Achilles on the family treadmill two years ago while doing an incline walk workout. How about that? (laughs) Story of my life. Bouncing baby boy is trashing me. I always send you my trashes and you don't read them. Yet others get multiple trashes read. My toasts get read, but not my trashes. Hashtag don't leave me hanging, man. Is Oscar the Grouch living in there? I can tell you honestly, there is no agendas here with who gets stuff read or whatnot. If it's on my timeline and it's near the top because I'm just I get flooded all morning long, which is great on toasts and, and trashes, I'm just getting to the quickest thing, the most refreshed thing, and the most recent thing. And then I'm hitting them when we read them, and they just don't don't always fit into where we are in that show when you tweet in. So it's it's luck of the draw. I I feel bad if you've trashed a lot a lot of things I haven't gotten to it, but it's believe me, it's not nothing against you personally. Brett in Boise is trashing my mom for falling in love with a scammer who posed as a celebrity and wrote her. She randomly asked me to support her moving from Idaho to California to be with him. I had to break it to her that he was fake. Not sure if she sh- she sent him money. Hashtag trash him. That's a dumpster dive. Wow. Could you imagine having to tell your mom that's not a real celebrity? Like, that's not Wayne Newton. He doesn't want to marry you. <laughs> Awful. That's terrible. That's a tough conversation to have with mom. Really tough. Like, I know you love Tony Bennett. That's not him. He's dead. Tony Bennett died a couple weeks ago, Mom. How much money have you sent this guy? Oh. $4,000. That probably happened. And why did you send it to Vietnam? (laughs) That's where he lives. Poor old people, man. It's brutal. Michael tweets, I'm trashing Leonard Floyd for using excessive force while sacking Aaron Rodgers. I smell rotten eggs. Let's get to your epic fail of the morning, boys and girls. I was talking about how I cooked up a football food of the week over the weekend with a hat tip and assist from the D-Aliens with some swamp butter hot sauce. Here it is, your epic fail. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. It reminds it me, DA, what did we have one time on like a doorbell camera of a dad like wrestling a wolf and then flinging it? And we went back and forth on no, how was, impressive the throw was. There's no debate about this throw. It was not It was not a wolf because he says oh, it, it was in a, a raccoon. Su- it was a southern accent. It was a bobcat. A bobcat. <laughs> That's, That's right. It. Bobcat. Yeah, watch out. Watch out. It's a bobcat attacking my wife. A bobcat! Swamp butter bobcats! Hot sauce bobcats! I was actually making a video to send to Senor Pantleg. I will knock that out uh, faster than than, than, uh, than a uh, 
Justin Verlander fastball. Moonshine, swamp, butter, bobcat, hot sauce. <laughs> That's the worst shopping list ever. That's a hit single. That's literally a hit single. That's oh, Dixieland Lord. Dan's uh, Amazon so. wish list. <laughs> by, by the way, after hearing that on through the speaker, his Alexa just ordered everything <laughs> on that and it's being sent prime tomorrow. It'll show up at Dixieland Dan's doorstep. <laughs> oh, what, what's this, Dan? Swamp butter? Okay, bourbon barrel? Did you order a bobcat? You got hot sauce? Working on chicken coop, drinking a little cold beer. No, the best thing about Dixieland Dan is he's rolling over this. He's like, you guys would have no idea. I got it yesterday. <laughs> all right, so you, all, all you Yankees hot up there up north, get yourself a kiddie pool and pour as much pond water in there as humanly possible. Now, you think you might get some type of fungi or disease? You just pour a little whiskey in there. It'll kill everything, and then you just bathe in it. Do what now, DA? I'm sorry. Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. Carla with a K. Good morning, guys. I pulled the DA, left my to-go box at the restaurant. I didn't notice until I was home and brushing my teeth. What a bummer. I'm trashing me. Oh, break out the hazmat suit. Kyle is trashing Daniel at work. Dude is a child, plays around too much. We're here to work, Daniel, not run the 40-yard dash. This ain't the Olympics. Trash him. Please keep your social distancing. Yeah, Kyle is all business at work. All freaking business. DJ Tommy D is trashing all my favorite people who cannot give my Cowboys some respect. I do not care about history. What happens this year when you play well, it should be recognized. Totally gross, dude. Wow. That guy sucks, DJ Tommy D. Yeah. The Cowboys are going to choke like they always do. Mraz is actually 100% right on that. Lukewarm Churro is trash of the Giants. 40 nothing since Sunday night. All my Cowboys fans have been absolutely insufferable. I'm also trashing Cowboys fans who are already in line for the 2024 Super Bowl champions tattoo. Trash them. That will contribute to the microplastics in the bottom of the ocean. John and PA trashing this take. Pittsburgh is a beautiful vacation destination. Cleveland, not so bad either. If you can close your eyes long enough to forget you're in Cleveland. Trash them. Charlie Sheen just dumped that on the set of Men at Work. Justin is trashing the Mets bullpen. The whole group besides Diaz. Trash them. Totally gross, dude. Steven in South Carolina. Trashing kidney stones, trying to pass one for a week. The pain is unimaginable. I don't know how women give childbirth if it hurts this bad. Trash him. Get that guy a napkin. And finally, Pedro adds, dang it, DA, now I got a hankering for swamp-buttered, fresh-flung possum and cornbread. Go Tigers! Hold your nose. (laughs) That's some smelly rubbish. Thanks to executive producer Pat Boyle. Kevin Wall on the Wheels of Steel. Andrew Bogish on headlines. Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. We'll see you tomorrow. Be good. Be good to one another. The Mothership Disconnects.